Welcome back, everybody. This is the Blackwash Podcast. I'm your favorite host, Larry Sampson, with my co-host, Destiny Johnson. And before we get into the mix today, I want to talk about what is on my mind. And what is on my mind is a number of things. First, I want to talk about my boy Kevin Durant going to Phoenix. For all of you guys who know, you guys know I'm the biggest Kevin Durant fan in the world. But I'm just glad that he's in Phoenix. And the reason why I want to talk about him being in Phoenix is because I've been recently thinking about what I want to do career-wise. What, I, what do I see myself in five years? This, that, and the other. It has really put me in a position of thinking, I'm in a season and I'm in the year of whatever doesn't work for me right now, I just want to get rid of. I don't want to deal with anything in 2023 that was causing me problems in 2022. I don't want to have the people around me who were causing me problems in 2022. I don't want to have the mindsets. I don't want to have the same limitations that I put on myself in 2022 come with me in 2023. And the reason why Kevin Durant made me think of that is because he's been under the microscope. Everybody's been talking about when he left the Warriors situation and then what happened in Brooklyn and now that he's in Phoenix. And it just made me think about all of our lives. And, and when I say all of our lives, I mean, it made me think about my lives and I'm just going to apply it to yours. When you have things in your life that are barriers, when you have things in your life that are impediments to your happiness, you have to work to get them out of your life. And sometimes those things are people. And so I just want to say first and foremost, my 2023 is I'm big on removing barriers to happiness. I'm moving into the 2023 being more cognizant of, you know, what I need moving forward that to make me happy or to contribute towards my happiness. And so I'm just in a new mind state. And like I said, I just want to thank Kevin Durant for that, by the way, because it, he got me thinking about it. I'm thinking about pursuing my happiness relentlessly pursuing my happiness, you know, strategically um, moving into this 2023. So before we get into the topic, Destiny, what, you know, are some things in 2023 that you have your mind focused on and what's kind of your perspective as far as making sure you're actively seeking happiness? Um, I think I'm very focused on career. Like I want to have my business going up and running before the end of the year. And I think that's where my mind is mostly set. Like what can I do to achieve that goal and what steps can I take each day to in furtherance of that? I think that's pretty much where my, my main goal for this year. And I'm very consistent. I talk about this with a lot of people. But one thing about me is I'm not, I've never been the smartest or whatever. That's have. true. I but agree. But one thing about me is that I'm very consistent. So I will do whatever I have to do to achieve what I need to do and take way more time than a person that, you know, is a little bit more advanced or has more experience because I get what I want at the end of the day because I'm going to work hard for it. And no, and like I said, I think that's kind of on the same boat as I am as far as, like I said, relentlessly pursuing happiness. So to all of our listeners out there, um, increasing number of uh, listeners, so I certainly appreciate that. But to all of you guys out there, like 
May 2023, the year of, like I said, relentlessly pursuing your own happiness and making sure you're doing whatever you need to do to put yourself in the best position. Now, as for our topic today, as most of you know who've been listening to the media, R. Kelly has just recently gotten sentenced. You know, we had Harvey Weinstein get sentenced. We had Nipsey's Hustles. Um, murderer gets sentenced. And so it, it brought me in today with the kind of the whole spirit of just, you know, talking about those events, but talking about what they mean culturally um, moving forward. So first I want to talk about R. Kelly just recently um, got sentenced. Now he got over, um, uh, I believe it was 200 months and they run concurrently. And a lot of people were... were well, he's already serving... 30 years, I believe, in the New York case, and then they charged him in Chicago, and then they just sentenced him to 20 years. Exactly. So, and and they, they for those of you who don't know, his sentence was set to run concurrently, and a lot of people don't know what concurrently means, and, and they're not exactly sure how that goes. So, Destiny, I mean, of course, I know what it means as well, but as a lawyer on the broadcast, um, explain to the people what it means when you get sentenced to something concurrently. It's just the definition of concurrent. It's at the same time. Yeah, so for those of you who don't know, so for a hypothetical example, if somebody was sentenced to 10 years for one crime and 15 years for another crime, right, and those sentences were to run concurrently, they would serve 15 years. Because that would mean that the 10 years that they were sentenced on would be running at the same time as the 15 that they were serving on, and then there would just be the five years remainder. So when every time you have a, a sentence to run concurrently, that's kind of how it works. It means you're running them at the same time. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. The brother's still got a long time in prison. But um, when your sentence runs concurrently, that's generally, like I said, a good thing because when they're not run concurrently and you get sentenced to something for 10 years and something for 15 years, that means you're going to serve essentially, unless you get paroled early, 25 years because you're going to have to do your 15, well, whichever sentence is first. You would either have to do your 10 years first or your 15 years first, and then you would have to do the other sentence. So, And also, I think it also depends on what jurisdiction you're in because a lot of times we hear oh, this person has this many years, but a lot of different counties allow time served already for you waiting to go to trial to count towards your actual sentence. And then in prison terms, they don't always, I know in California, make you serve the full amount. Sometimes you get time and a half. So even though it's like, say, a certain amount of years, you would only have to serve a less amount of years because you get additional time, like prison time counts additionally to that. Like, of course, I'm not a criminal attorney, but I know in some cases, like there's like a maximum sentence and there's only like a portion of that that you have to sit and serve. But I mean, moral of the story is R. Kelly is going to be in jail for quite a long time. I think he's already halfway through his life so there is a huge possibility that he can be in prison for the rest of his life yeah i mean that's certainly within the realm of possibility and but the thing that we wanted to talk about today is so you have Harvey kelly and then you have harvey weinstein and for those of you who aren't aware of harvey weinstein first of all what were you doing but also like so of course r kelly was sentenced for um allegedly having sex with underage girls, and then Harvey Weinstein was notorious 
for, you know, especially being associated with other celebrities and having sexual relations with younger girls. And a lot of people are talking about, oh, the differences in the two cases and, you know, what justice looks like for R. Kelly, what a reputation looks like for R. Kelly, and some of the people of a lighter complexion's, you know, repercussions for their actions. So, Destiny, first and foremost, what are some of the things that you think about when you look at, you know, Harvey Weinstein's situation in comparison to R. Kelly? Do you see any differences? Do you think justice is being applied equally, or do you think there are some disparities? disparities um I think there are some disparities I believe um the largest um discrepancy from the two is R. Kelly he was dealing with a lot of underage girls where Harvey Weinstein I I believe like most of them were of age and it was more so just like a power well they're both power situations but I believe I don't know if any of the alleged victims that are victims at this point that I know of were underage. Okay, well, maybe that's a misconception that I have because I, I thought some of but them. But a lot of people like no, to compare. No, you're them. right. You're right because I'm thinking Jeffrey Epstein, and I think you know oh, sometimes yeah, that's you different. sometimes you compare like your white comparing, people. <laughs> I think for comparing purposes, I think Harvey Weinstein is. Weinstein is more equivalent to like a Bill Cosby. Yes. And then we have like the R. Kelly and the Jeffrey Epstein. You know what? You're absolutely right. See, and that's black people. That's one thing we got to be on guard. Stop confusing your white people. Okay. So, yeah. I think that they, there was a lot of people sentenced on the same day, day here. So we have the R. Kelly. We have Harvey Weinstein. There was another guy. I forget his name, but. There was a lot of things going on and arrests going on during the Which, by the way, I think so, it's just very curious. Like, why are all these just landing on the same day? And, I don't know, maybe are something else politically is being covered up. But whatever. This is what ID. we're talking about. So, people are, like, people specifically in the community are reacting that R. Kelly has a longer sentence than Harvey Weinstein. And I think that is very... Um, justified to point out that they're very different crimes. Yes. And so. and no, and, and I'm glad you made the clarification because I would have been a person who would have said, yeah, the, the differencing in sentencing is alarming. But I, for whatever reason, I was just thinking Jeffrey Epstein who uh, allegedly killed himself. So yes, for Harvey Weinstein, when, when you're looking at the victims being adults versus an R. Kelly situation, the victims are, you know, kids. And for those of you who say, well, in R. Kelly's situation, there was consent. That's a very important thing that we need to discuss. There's no such thing as an adult having consensual sex with a minor. That doesn't exist in the law. It's a strict liability. Yeah, it, it doesn't exist in the law. Like, so a lot of people have watched the R. Kelly thing and be like, oh, well, their parents played a role and they set it up and the the, the people that were will the girls were, you know, ready and willing. That There's no such thing under the law. It's like in the in the eyes of the law, you walking up to a 15 year old as an adult, if you walk up to a 15 year old girl and convince her to have sex with you versus you, you know, throwing her down and forcing, you know, forcing yourself on her, like, unless, you know, there's added, you know, um, added, like injuries that are, are just beyond the basic rape of the situation. It's, it's viewed the same way in the law. There, there's no such thing as consensual sex with a minor. 
So a lot of people were saying that, um, and I wanted to clear that up on this show because a lot of people were like, well, yeah, Harvey Weinstein was drugging these people. You know, R. Kelly was, wasn't doing all of that and stuff like that. That's, in the eyes of the law, he he might as well have been, you know, um, been doing the other stuff as well. Because, like I said, you cannot have a consensual sex with a minor. And I also want to say that it's important for us as a community, right? Um, and I wanted to talk with Destiny on this show about it. When we point out disparities in justice, and this goes to all types of crimes, not in just this particular scenario. It's never, oh, they didn't get as harsh of a crime, I mean, as harsh of a sentence, so we shouldn't. It, we should be advocating that both parties get harsher sentencing. Because what R. Kelly was doing was wrong. And as people within our communities, we need to make sure that we're not advocating, you know, grown men having sex with kids. And I say that because when I, I remember when I was in middle school, we had girls being picked up by guys driving cars who looked like they were in their 20s coming to pick up middle school girls. That's not okay. That's not acceptable. And I don't care that, you know, the, the, the girls are quote-unquote all down for it and all wedded willing. No, that's a sex crime, and it should be, you know, dealt with as seriously as possible. So for people who are arguing that, you know, we want equal justice, I think in that particular realm, we should be advocating that both get harsher sentences rather than, oh, we'll let this person get as light of a sentence as the other person. Now, on some other crimes, I think we should advocate that both people get lighter sentences. But I think anytime you're dealing with sex crimes, I'm a stickler for, I just think that we need to look at that with the utmost seriousness because the ramifications can be you know, so dire. Do you disagree with me on that, Destiny, or where, where do you fall generally? And I know it's a case-by-case -case basis, so you don't want to necessarily make a broad statement, but, like, what's kind of your opinion with all, everything? My opinion is, like, I, I am not under a rock. Every Like, every, I'm sure everyone at this point has seen the documentary, has seen everything about R. Kelly. I, I don't have, like, a set thought about what it was. I think we've talked about this before. Some things are wrong. Some things I think were consensual, but some things were. There's absolutely... no such thing as consensual. Remember, in that particular context. No, not all of the people were yeah. underage. No, but I'm saying with the minors. With yeah, the minors. so there was like a couple minors and one who has not even lived to even bring this to case. So it's not that she was an actual victim here. So, I mean, I have my. I have my opinion about it. Like, sure. Should it be like 30 people? Like some of these women were in their 30s. I don't know. But I mean, he's not the greatest person either. But like, do I feel that other people had like their gains from the situation or their, their you know, they proposed gains from the situation. Maybe they didn't get the deal that they wanted out of it. That's maybe that was an issue. And then Harvey Weinstein too. Like, I feel like, you know, a lot of people told him no, but like some people were saying like, you know, I wanted my career to go to the next level and I felt that he was going to blackball me. So this is what I had to do. I feel that at the end of the day, even though people felt pressured and they probably didn't get what they bargained for, some people had decisions. No, and I agree with that. And you know, it's, it's crazy you say that because I think we're now... But I do feel that both of these individuals are terrible people to put people in situations like that. 
Do I necessarily feel that it amounts to the level of criminal activity? Not so much. In every circumstances. I know there are several people and several allegations, just broadly overall, that's how I look at it. And, and here's what I'll say, and I think, uh, and I want to be, I want to choose my words carefully. I, I personally think that R. Kelly has to be one of the dumbest people on earth. And the reason why I say he got to be one of the dumbest person, people on earth, right? He's not a horrific looking dude. I mean, I don't think he's the most handsome guy in the world, but he's not a bad looking guy. And now you've reached a point, you had reached a point where you were wildly successful. Why put yourself in that type of situation? Why choose to have that type of thing where you got these young girls or you have people you're trying to co like coerce into to certain things? It's like, why, why even have that as a possibility when you literally could just meet people through means that through a means that wouldn't involve any element of criminality? And the thing about this is, none of us are on his level. Like, sure, we can comment on this, but when you are at the point where you have everything, why not? Like, not that I'm saying that's okay, but I think that people that, you know, start out young and have tons of money, they feel that they're inferior to everything else, and they get ideas that normal people don't get because they have access to things that normal people don't get, and it gets weird for the average layperson. Yeah, but, but you see, I think And I mean, like, we're not going to sit here and talk about and discuss what his crimes are and what it is. Like, I think the purpose of it is just, like, I think the criminal justice system works in a way, and this is how it was sentenced. And it's not the same thing as Harvey Weinstein. No, and, and that's one thing I certainly agree with. And you and you got to understand, there's so many layers, right? And, and we're not just saying this as people who either are lawyers or seeking to be lawyers. Like... There's so many things that play. The type of judge you get matters, right? The type of representation you have matters, right? And then which injures, which jurisdictionary way? Yeah, what? That's one thing that both cases involve is there's several jurisdictions. Like, yes, they were sentenced over here. And then, like, also in California, they have the same ability to um, hold you accountable for breaking their laws, too. So you have different jurisdictions, like sentencing you and you have to answer to all the jurisdictions so even though it's like 30 years over here and it looks like oh i'm picking on you because you also have to serve 20 years for my crime it is what it is yeah no and like i said i my my main thing is is when it's all said and done there are certain things that i believe not only myself but Desi and i have you know we have banged the table for and we'll be the first one to say Oh, this is wrong. This is right. This is an injustice. They're treating black and you know and white people or or people of different races differently. That you know because of that factor. But I don't necessarily feel like for people who are in that camp, this is going to be the best example because it might seem seem similar. But it like like Desi said, they're very they're very different cases, and the the facts associated with the case. Uh, a lot of it, you you can say, you can point to something other than racism to speak to why one person gets one sentence and somebody gets a different sentence. So, and like I said, this isn't, it was crazy because I was in the barbershop. And when I was in the barbershop, people were talking about it. It was like, 
Oh, I wasn't shocked that this was different. Like, of course they got it. And like I said, and I don't know, maybe it was people thinking, you know, Harvey Weinstein was Jeffrey Epstein, like I was thinking for a second. But it's like, people normally do think that, you know, even when it's different jurisdictions, that people are just going to get the same sentence. And that just isn't how it works. It's not. And... Something, I mean, this is just something to keep in mind when it comes to sentencing. Like, we've had all of these high-profile cases before us um, with celebrities that we know. I know another one that is going to come up in a couple months is um, Tory Lanez. But it, it just depends on where you are, that you broke the law, like, where you were convicted. I mean, what your background is, like, what your reputation is, like, how you're perceived in the community. All these things go into what judges um, think is a proper punishment for you. Yeah, and, and kind of, you know, on to the kind of the next kind of crime, if you will, that's been in the topic, like, been a center of topic. Um, just recently, Nipsey Hussle's killer was sentenced, and I believe he got like 60 years. And I and I heard a, I saw, I didn't hear, I saw a post where somebody was like, I bet if he, he had killed Eminem, he would have got the death penalty or he would have got life sentence. First and foremost, I would like everybody to know. This man is 30 years old. Like, what are the chances that he's going to live to be 90? Yeah, and not just that. But not every state has the death penalty. California does. Yeah, no, California does. But I just want people to know that first and foremost, right? Because sometimes people will conflate certain things. They'd be like, oh, well, this person got the death penalty in one state, and this person didn't get it in another state. And then one of the states will have the death penalty, and the other ones wouldn't. So that's first and foremost. Now, California I think also that guy in New York City in Buffalo who did the um, the killings in the grocery store, he was also sentenced just this past week. And he didn't get the death penalty, and people were like, oh my goodness, what is this? I think he got, like, like a life sentence or whatever, and it's like, he should have got 17. Yeah, yeah. But he took a plea also. Yeah. So he had the opportunity to mitigate, like, what his um, punishment would be because he's like, you know what? I don't want to waste taxpaying dollars and resources taking this to trial. I'll admit my fault. And, you know, they were a little bit more lenient towards yeah. him. And, and, and that's why a lot of times, you know, we make the joke when, you know, I've, I've seen um, memes before where I'd be like, lawyer talking about, you take the plea, take the 20 years. And then I'll go, motherfucker, you take it. And it's like, that's why a lot of times, you know, taking a deal, and, and of course it's fact specific, a lot of times taking a deal might work to your advantage. But like I was saying is like, for those people who are saying like, oh my God, if it was Eminem, he would have got a death penalty or he would have got life. There's been people who try to assassinate the president that didn't get, you know, the death penalty. Well, also they didn't, they didn't weren't successful with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an attempt. But but no, not but no. But what I'm saying is they they might not have gotten um, not just that, but didn't get the max that they could have gotten in a lot of you know instances. So I always tell people it's like. It's every it's it's jurisdiction jurisdiction specific. It's um, jury specific. A lot of times it might be your level of representation, and it's like a lot of times it's really just it's a fact based inquiry as to how much time you're actually going to get. And for for the people who are saying like you know Nipsey Hussle, it was this you know prime figure. You know he was the Tupac of our day. The guy should have gotten a life sentence, or the guy should have gotten more. 
if you look at the elements of a Quran, like the, the, the nature of the way it happens, you know, um, like I said, it, it seems like they, you know, they ran into some conflict and then the guy pulls a gun and kills them, you know, rather immediately. Those typically don't get death penalties. Like, that's not nearly, generally how a death penalty case works. And like I said, I'm not saying that the brother, you know, is a good guy, but I just wanted to speak my piece to that because there's a lot of people who get questions around sentencing. So I just wanted to make sure that we did our part and kind of maybe, you know, bring a different perspective as to why sometimes, you know, sentences appear to be different. Yeah, for sure. I think that... I think that it was kind of, you know, warranted. It was. It seems a little bit fair. I don't think any of these people are going to be walking back on a street and be a threat to society yeah, at any that. point. Yeah. I mean, all these numbers are, you know, just kind of like up there and wild. It doesn't really mean anything, but they're probably going to be spending the remainder of their lives in jail. But, I mean, yeah, I think this was like a good thing to talk about. Like, you know, we've been through the trial, we've done everything, and now it's like, okay, what is the punishment after the conviction? And we kind of like, you know, talked about that. But thank you guys so much for listening, and we will catch up with y'all next week. Happy last day. This is going to air on Monday, so it's going to be the last Monday of Black History Month. It's been a good one. All right. Thanks, you guys, for listening. And if you haven't already, please like and subscribe to our podcast. I am Destiny Johnson. I'm Larry Sampson. Thanks for joining us. And remember, we said that shit. And we meant that shit.